I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Standing up and speaking out, here's Hal Sparks. What's happening, folks? I, I could not be more excited. We're, we're live-ish, I think. Hopefully. Who knows? It's impossible to say. Yeah, I, I am definitely on a boat currently. Um, I don't know if you can hear me. Did you lose me right as we started? Is that what happened? Um, no, I can still hear you. Excellent. Okay, good. I, I'm never going to be able to know. I'm. I. Uh, this is the Captain Jack Sparrow episode of HSRPM. Um, and hi to everybody. Happy Impeachment Week, Johnny. Have you been watching? Have you been? I have. I. I. I've not been watching it live at all. I've been watching some of the highlights. I just. I. Oh, you. I know. I'm not good, good at this thing. I. You represent the everyman, you know what I mean, in this situation? Because not everyone has that, right? Nobody, not everybody has the ability um, to be able to look at uh, this, you know, this entire spectacle as it is. Um, I appreciate that George Kent dressed for the Nixon impeachment. That made me feel good with, with the bow tie and all that stuff. I think it was ironic. Oh, I saw the bow tie. Yeah. George Kent uh, and Bill Taylor testifying kind of like sidecarring each other. Uh almost uh trying you know meant to be the same person it seems they you know are you know like like fused uh and i and i think we're live on the internet as far as youtube and whatnot it's going to be super sketchy today i apologize because we were literally at sea we were supposed to be at dock today i thought i had planned it i thought i had plotted it all out as best i could that we were going to be on an island uh, you know, uh, doing this Gilligan style with, you know, rubbing coconuts together and, uh, and we'd be able to put the show together. Um, um, and apparently not, uh, apparently we, we, we tried to dock this morning. I'll catch everybody up. Uh, we tried to dock this morning and, uh, we, we were supposed to be able to go, like everybody was going to go ashore the, and all the families, everybody. And, uh, apparently, um, we, uh, we attempted multiple times to dock, but this gigantic boat I'm on, which is a, a I mean, if there's going to be a zombie apocalypse, this is the one to be on um, because it holds 6,000 people. Sure. It's 16 stories high. And even it is not free at its gigantic titanicness free from the effects of climate change because that's exactly what's going on. And nobody on this boat who's here as a guest yep. is going to feel that way about it. None of them are going to do this. Uh, you know, that none of them are going to feel that, you know, Oh, well it would, you know, we should really start to care about climate change because we would have had a much better vacation if uh, the sea levels hadn't risen so much that the water was coming over the dock while this gigantic boat tried to uh-huh. wash up on Gilligan's yeah. Island. So, Anyways, enough about my three-hour tour. We, um, this week, I, I mean, fascinating stuff, um, to say the very least, about the, um, you know, during the, the impeachment hearings. Uh, I watched them uh, completely, even though I had shows at night. Wow. I, was, I, I got up uh, East Coast time early and watched uh, all the, you know, watched them all the way through. And then uh, collapsed for an hour and then went and did three shows because I love you guys. And that's all there is to that. Wow. And chat room, I will see you in a second, I think. 
Um, it may be a little bit uh, slower today than normal, but I don't know. And either way, uh, you're awesome and hello. <coughs> Beg your pardon. And I apologize for my cough because I have uh, scurvy. So it's the uh, and the cough sounds like a sneeze to me. So I'm going to keep I, saying don't bless judge, you. Don't judge my coughs. I'm I'm pitiful. Leave me alone. I get one. What about rate them? Can I rate them? Is that yeah, different yeah. than judging? Per, per cough, that's fine. You're allowed to do that. <clears throat> so okay. That being said. Um, we have steady internet as far as I see. It's, it's steady bad, but it's not steady horrible. So fingers crossed we'll stay that way. Um, during the, you know, the lead up to this, you know, uh, I think everyone, everyone was mainly focused on Bill Taylor being the, the standout. This was the, the big deal. Bill Taylor was going to testify and he's the guy who was going to quit over all this stuff. Bill Taylor is okay. the guy who, in the text messages, said Russia loves it and I quit. That was his, um, you know, his his big response to this. And and he was, uh, he, he was. You could tell he was one That's of these. Not guys. good at all. No, you could tell he was one of these guys um, that was like, look, I do my job, you know. At, but in the middle of doing my job, if I, if I, there reaches a point where I can no longer go past this, I'm going to let you know, and that's that, right? And he clearly did. And it was it's in those text messages. He called the, uh, the denial of aid um, in exchange for help with a political campaign. He called that crazy. He reiterated that and read it out loud. He, he definitely- Is he the guy who said that we should all get on the phone right now? No, he's the guy who said we. He's the guy who was told to get off the phone. Sondland will be is okay, okay. it up. He's next Wednesday. He's the guy with no chin. Right. It looks like a, a a beige version of the the uh, the pedophile monster guy from Sin City a little bit. And um, he, he's a very strange. Wow. But he gave a million dollars to Donald Trump in exchange for being uh, the ambassador to the EU. And um, on a side note. Uh, the yesterday after um, Yovanovitch um, gave her testimony, they went and had a closed door um, deposition with this uh, with Taylor's assistant, uh, his one of his aides who uh, who took notes and was sitting with Sondland uh, when he took the phone call with Donald Trump, where you know all this other stuff played out. We'll get to that. But the fascinating part was Sondland was sitting there talking with these guys about marketing plans for his hotel chain this 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 is why uh, like the, that's the best if he doesn't go to jail if Sondland doesn't go to jail and he probably won't because he'll probably start to give up trump fairly early because he's looking at the the financial benefit that's why he did it in the first place i don't see him as a sort of a pro-trump guy he talks ill of him in the exchanges most of the time he's just getting deliverables for the boss so that he can get what he needs from the guy later he basically looks at this as a million dollars invested in some scumbag and it will pay off in multi-millions later on in my hotel chain in europe and he's discussing this with this aide who's taking notes who was uh, deposed yesterday, Holmes, and we'll, um, I've got sections of his, the, his opening statement that I'm going to read from, um, that I, I, there are elements of this 
that are mind blowing and in and in some cases involve Tonight Show hosts. That's all I'm going to say. So, um, hi, Al Vickery. Thank you for the super chat. I can't see uh, comments right now in the thing, but that's the first thing I've seen. I'm glad you guys are there. That makes me feel a lot better. Hello. Um, <laughs> Thank your pardon. I'm I so sorry. That Fox News wasn't impressed because the the there was no drama, no glamour. Well, yeah, but that's you know that's like the argument against the Capone trial, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like at at some point, you know, what kind if they want pizzazz, have Trump testify. I guarantee. Right. Awesome ratings clips for days hundreds of viral videos just of his him squeezing his chin into his neck i'm telling you that there, it will be the show of the century and there's a very strong chance that you could possibly get trump to testify simply on the idea that it would be the most watched thing ever i honestly oh, yeah. think if nancy because nancy pelosi clearly has his number she's been dangling him on a string for weeks now if she decided that she was gonna you know like go you know if if mr president wants the you know if the president wants the greatest ratings he could ever have in the entirety of his life he could testify before congress there is no way he doesn't make history <laughs> that's all i'm saying and and uh yeah. it, it's true i mean that's just uh, there's no one that could argue with that that's just absurd i mean granted it's you know, it, it's it's famous like you know America's funniest home videos baseball to the crotch you know videos like Rod Blagojevich famous yeah 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 um, but but I think he'd go for it I think there's a very strong chance let's take a break we'll be back right after this it's the House Parks Radio program Mega Worldwide the Lost at Sea episode that's right folks I'm at sea <laughs> I'm on a, I'm on a cruise ship in the Caribbean. Near near a place called Coco Key, Coco K. I don't know how to pronounce it. Coco Cata. We were just in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and I will tell you a little bit about that. It was very good. I'll tell you this. Don't worry. I'm excited and happy and happy, excited, excited and happy to be here. And um, it was fantastic. And uh, we'll be back right after this. Picture your face in the mirror. You see all those wrinkles around your eyes? How about crow's feet or large under eye bags? Well, imagine they're gone. And I'm not talking about some risky, expensive surgery. Just gone in minutes. It's called Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under eye bags in minutes. It's, it's the edge you're looking for. Simply put, you'll be blown away by the results. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you'll need to be yourself out at work or with friends. The best part is Plexiderm goes on clear so nobody knows you're using it, unless, of course, you tell them, which is sort of bragging. Go to triplexiderm.com and use my code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning code SEXYLIBERAL. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today and use the code SEXYLIBERAL at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com. Now let's get back to Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Thank you. Thank you, Doris. It's always wonderful. I'm going to I'm going to start showing up on her show saying hi pretty soon. I think we got to make that happen. So um, so the 
I think, like I said, most people were waiting for Bill Taylor to make his statement. And Bill Taylor's angle was he was the guy who was coordinating with, uh, with Sondland and Volker to uh, make this deliverable happen. Now, I would like to... Uh, oh, did I get watery? What happened? I would like to... Re- no, no, no. That's me. That's me trying to pronounce deliverable. Oh, I see. Don't choke to death. So the, <laughs> so the deliverable, by the way is not an investigation. I am sick and tired of people saying this. I hear it over and over again. The the, the investigations, quote unquote, were not the deliverable in the quid pro quo, in the bribery, in the extortion, because there was no there was no investigation to be had. What they needed was another Comey moment. That's what they wanted. They wanted they wanted to get him to a microphone, get Zelensky to a microphone, make him say in front of a microphone, we are uh, opening this dormant investigation that was illegally closed down uh, because of corruption. We're going to look into the corruption of the Bidens, but mainly CrowdStrike. We will get Russia off the hook, and we will uh, and and the Trump campaign with it, I suppose, and protect Russia. Allow us to take this, you know, allow Trump to take the sanctions off of Russia because he would guarantee, guarantee. Oh, thanks for subscribing, Jeff. Uh, guarantee. That if if uh, <laughs> cough is sneaking up on me, um, that if uh, the day Zelensky made this speech, Trump would be on television going, "See, Russia didn't hack. The whole Russia thing was a hoax entirely. Not just what they talked about with me, but with Putin. I told you Putin was very strong about his denial. I told you the intelligence community was wrong. We need to lift the sanctions on Russia and let them do business. And there and and." You can guarantee that means breaking ground on uh, Trump Tower, Moscow, the day he leaves office. Like it's that the, and there's no way that all of a sudden the Trump organization doesn't start getting flooded with loans again that they couldn't get before. Mar-a-Lago would get a brand new paint job. Doral would be profitable magically again. So the speech was the deliverable under let's be abundantly clear. This was about PR. This is a, this is a, on a massive global scale. This is the same as him calling into Forbes, pretending to be his own publicist. This is the John Barron moment of, uh, you know, attacking the earth. So, <clears throat> so the deliverable was the speech. That's why um, the, you know, Taylor was really starting to freak out. He's like, wait a minute. This, the new president has to make a speech saying this. And Sondland was in the process with Giuliani and Zelensky of negotiating what would be in it. They were literally like, they were work, they were working through the details of what this would be. They were going to send over a draft version. They had a date set. Fareed Zakaria was actually going to be the person who interviewed Zelensky, and he was going to make this statement word for word. They, this, this was a, a, like a hostage video. Trump was making Zelensky make a hostage video, and he had very very specific wording he wanted him to use. And it was the same thing he wanted the Comey hit on Clinton all over again, right? So we know this. Let's just establish that right out of the gate. So Taylor's the guy who says, I think it's crazy to trade um, aid, military aid, for help with a, with a campaign. 
and Sondland says, woohoo, get off the phone. And then he called, you know, and, and by the way, the president wants to make sure there, you know, there's no quid pro quo. Um, because at that point, uh, word had gotten around that there may have been that such a thing and they wanted to make sure that they were covered, you know, and again, this, this defense is just idiotic. This is like, um, uh, robbing a bank. And then as you run out the door, firing a machine gun in the air, go, thank you for letting us make a deposit. And then you think you're legally in the clear, like it, just cause you right. say it's not a quid pro quo doesn't mean that the, it, the quid and the pro and the quo were there. So, and he was, and they're using the word bribery. I think that works, but I really think it was more extortion. This is a hostage video. He was forcing Zelensky to make a hostage video and people were dying because of it. And Trump couldn't care less. So as they're, so Taylor's the main guy though, right? Uh, George Kent was almost a side character in all this, except Kent was the guy kind of rattling cages, and it may have been his exchanges with Taylor behind the scenes that made Taylor start to get really nervous about just how illegal all this stuff was. Because when you listen to him talk, he wasn't pulling any punches. Taylor was direct, and neither one of them uh, was overtly political in what they were saying. Neither one of them seemed to be, you know, never trumping their way through the thing, although you could tell uh, Kent wasn't a fan. And, I, and it, you know, it's it's interesting that Kent comes across as a guy who's just disgusted by Trump, less the political intrigue part. He seems a realist, but you could kind of tell just from a demeanor that he it, he's one of the people like kind of like Tillerson and a couple other people who at one point realized they were taking orders from someone who was a, a, not just less qualified for the job than they were, but genuinely stupid. Yeah. Like you could tell that, that Kent's one of those guys who looks at Trump and goes, this, it, it's like you work at a factory your whole life and, and you're vying for a management position and it, it goes to the owner of the factory's son and he's a complete yeah. drunkard right and he doesn't know how the factory runs and he just yells at everybody on the floor to do what he wants he's you know giving his two cents on everything and doesn't know what he's doing and people on the factory floor and in and in management that are trying to keep the company actually you know rolling hate the dude but have to tiptoe around him it just reeked of that right so um and i was i was sort of surprised by how like kind of fierce he was a couple of times <clears throat> then we go to Yovanovitch. Now, Yovanovitch's testimony, and I'm sure you saw a, at least pieces of this, Johnny. Did you not? I think so. Yeah. So she um, she was called home. Um, basically, think of her as, uh, to use the bank robbery analogy, she she kind of fits in a couple of places. She's the, she's the assistant manager of the bank who kind of runs the whole thing while the manager of the bank and the president of the bank just do a lot of golfing. You know what I mean? So she's the manager who's in charge of die packs. Okay. She's, she's in charge of die packs, making sure the place doesn't get robbed. They've got a protocol for safety. Everybody does their fire drills, that kind of stuff. Like that's basically her role in the bank. And (laughs) the, excuse me, (laughs) the Trump rolls in as the new president of the bank. 
he's been put in charge of the bank by you know the board of directors who apparently make more money on insurance if the bank is robbed and trump's the new president of the bank um, and he hires his buddy giuliani as a security expert to fix all the alarms and as they start working on the alarms she notices that they're cutting more wires than they're plugging in and they fire her so they fire her as, an, as the manager and send her home. And then she's trying to get a job at another bank and they're crap talking her all over town so that she can't tell them, yeah, they're cutting wires on the windows and the, and the back door and, and, and on the safety deposit box. They're doubling keys. I don't know what's going on. So they make her look like the bad guy. And then, uh, and that's, that's why they smeared her. So these were the three and effectively the, the, the system that Schiff is using is genius. And I have a theory about how he plans out the day, which I will wait until after the break to tell you how's that for a tease. But I will say, um, that when you okay. Uh, and when, um, that, you know, looking at, the overall that's normal to a case, what they are doing is tightening the noose. What you effectively do is you don't bring in Sondland and then, you know, ask him, Hey, did you say this on this phone call? And he says, no. And then you bring in all the, the, the people who work under him or around him and make them, uh, either throw their boss under the bus, whether he will get busted or not, they don't know. Um, and, and, and put their jobs and their careers in jeopardy. Um, and also they, you don't know who's kind of been coordinating messaging with whom and whatnot. So what you do is you take the people who are in the peripherals, who have seen the effects of the thing, the person who heard the gunshots and, and saw the car squeal away. Then you get Mm -hmm. the driver, um, and the person who sold the, your, who you think is a suspect, the gun. Then you uh, get the ballistics guy. Then you get the guy who shot the person to sit down and go, hi. Okay, so uh, your friend says you uh, heard a loud noise and you jumped in the car. This is the person who sold you the gun. The rifling on that gun matches the bullet. Are you going to tell us right now that you didn't shoot this person? That's how you do it. Like, you don't do it the inside out. You don't right. call Ronald and Trump first. You do it backwards. And that's exactly what they're doing. So this whole thing about third and fourth knowledge or whatever, these are not the people who are giving you evidence of Trump's crimes. These are the people who are affected by Trump's crimes. These are the people who, you know, Yovanovitch was threatened and lost her job. Um, She was the effect of the plan. She was part of the damage done. She's not a witness. She's a a victim. Um, But she's the victim who was shot in the back and managed to survive, to use that analogy again. She was, you know, she was locked in another room while the robbery went on. But she knows that between this time and this time, she, she could hear certain things through the door. She was not, uh, you know, able to leave the building, those kind of things. And so you satisfy those aspects um, before you move in on the people who, are, you, you know, did it. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll be back. It's the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk, live from uh, uh, the allure of the seas. That's the name of the boat. <laughs> it's, it is 6,000 like people, 16 stories, 70 tons, something nonsense like this. 
I swear, I, I saw Leonardo DiCaprio on a door just a couple minutes ago. We'll be back. No. So the holidays are coming. There's office parties, family gatherings, and a lot of pictures of you smiling are on the way. And if your teeth are discolored or coffee stained, or in my case, tea stained more often, uh, that's a difficult part of the year. But not me, not this year. I'm going to have sparkling, pearly white teeth because I'm holding my fresh box of power swabs. That's right. Uh, You never... Uh, knew really what uh, white was until you whitened with power swabs. They're clinically proven to whiten an average of two shades in the first five minutes. Five minutes. You've got five minutes to take a better holiday picture, don't you? Power swabs never leave my teeth and gums sore and sensitive like other whitening treatments. You don't have to peel them off afterwards like those strips and all that. It's totally safe and effective on all dental work. And if you're not happy, power swabs are back with a 30-day money-back guarantee. You need to try power swabs and you will not believe how much whiter your teeth will be in five minutes. Uh, I got you a great deal. Go to buypowerswabs.com, buypowerswabs.com, and use my code SEXY, S-E-X-Y, all caps, so they know it's from me, and, uh, um, and you get 40% off and an additional $10 off, plus a free quick stick. Yeah, that's right. 40% off plus $10 off plus a free quick stick. I'm they're basically giving him to you for free just because you're using the code word sexy, S E X Y for me, the OG sexy liberal. Or you can call 1-800-668-1749 and use my code sexy. That's buypowerswabs.com code sexy. Visit buypowerswabs.com today. This is Tom Harbin, and you're listening to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCPT. Hey, so welcome back. Um, <clears throat> so, so main the main three that we saw this uh, Ivanovich, um, you know, she was she was basically um, a problem for them because she would not have gone along with the plan. She had too many concerns about the uh, the actual needs of the Ukrainian people. And anybody who actually gave a crap about Ukraine was was slowly being broomed by the administration. Um, as best they could, they were clearing people out. And and because uh, on a couple of fronts, we find out the the obvious overarching one was this scam that uh, Trump wanted his deliverable speech that he, he desperately needed so he could uh, get him, get himself a leg up in the election. And then you had the Giuliani uh, Lev and Igor group, which were partially um, given what uh, I guess what Lev referred to at the Hanukkah party last year at the white house, um, which is a thing um, that, that they all went to, including Giuliani, who's Catholic, but was wearing a yarmulke at the thing. It's very sweet. I mean, good. that's appropriate. But I thought it was funny in that picture. I always wondered why that one picture with the three of them, why Giuliani seemed to be wearing a yarmulke. It was because it was from the Hanukkah party, we find out. We find out that huh. they had dinner at the Hanukkah party with Trump, Lev, Igor, and, and Rudy, the, the people he barely knows and the guy who, yeah, I don't really talk to him, but I talked to him yesterday, Rudy Giuliani. Um, they talk, they apparently were at this party and they were given a secret mission. Uh, and, and Lev is now saying that he was given a mission by the president to go after this stuff. So this, this plan hatched last year <clears throat> and they send, and by the way, 
the uh, again, the Biden stuff is an after. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Biden stuff is an afterthought. The um, the thank you, Benny Loco. Um, the 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 Biden stuff happened during the election, you know, as as the as the primary started to gear up or whatever. But this plan about CrowdStrike and the Ukrainian conspiracy that they believe, you know, they, that they want to sell. I don't know that they believe it. I think Trump may believe it um, because somebody keeps whispering it in his ear. But it's it's ridiculous. But ultimately. They uh, the the plan was hatched to seed doubts in Russian interference in the 2016 election. The, like I said, the Biden thing was secondary. The investigations, the primary one that he was talking about, <clears throat> the primary that one that he was talking about was uh, the 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 crowd strike Ukrainian idea that it was actually the Ukrainians that hacked the DNC and all that nonsense. So that's what they were effect- effectively planning that that was all launched last year. Um, but it's it, it can be a little confusing insofar as the the timeline of this. But but essentially all you need to know is the Congress um, released funds last year, um, thank you, Yvonne B, for hosting me. <clears throat> the Congress released these funds to go to Ukraine, which they've been doing every year, and they added to them this year. There was more added by Congress. Um, and Trump was against it, for the record. Trump has been against our military aid, but he doesn't have the ability to not do it. He, it, is, it is a... Uh, um, a it is a veto-proof majority kind of bill, and it's part of the defense appropriation stuff. It's part of the national security budget. He can, he can't shut it down. He legally cannot. Oh, sounds like a big bummer to me. Sounds like a what? A big bummer. Well, yeah. For I mean, for his, his from his point of view, yeah. From his point of view, it's there's just no way uh, around this. It has to go out the door. But there's limitations on how, you know, who stopped it before. Well, Biden stopped it before, but it wasn't his call directly. The the EU, the United States, our entire government and the World Bank were worried because there were sock puppets. You know, when when this came up, you know, during the the video that Trump keeps talking about, about Biden, you know, quote, bragging that he withheld a billion dollars from them. There was a uh, this is when Yanukovych was uh, the president. Yanukovych was a Russian sock puppet. He was driven out of office. He was responsible directly. So much cuter than it really is. Yeah. Well, he also is responsible for the murder of 95 uh, protesters with the help of of Paul Manafort. Paul Manafort, when he's working at all. Yeah. Paul Manafort, when he was working for Yanukovych, said uh, allegedly, according to his daughters and and stuff that came out during his trial, um, he it was his idea to put agent provocateurs into uh, the the crowd during the during the revolutions that were coming up, you know, and and that they would basically be that would give them an excuse to open fire. And ninety five people oh. died directly, and they gathered a bunch of people up, and and eventually. Um, 
he was, you know, uh, they, they, he was tried in absentia because he left the country. Yanukovych left the country. Um, he was tried in absentia. He was found guilty of treason last year, I think it was. It wasn't until 2018 that he was effectively found guilty in court in absentia. He's living in Russia um, under a protective order from Vladimir Putin with somewhere in the order of $38 billion he stole from the, con- from the country. So that's who was in charge. Um, during the time that uh, Biden said, if you don't get rid of, and it wasn't just this one prosecutor, it was a bunch of people. If you don't start pairing these people out, you're not getting the aid. And Lutsenko, the guy, the prosecutor that uh, Giuliani keeps waving his affidavit around from and saying, this guy's the real deal. And he tells us all about the corruption of the Bidens and blah, blah, blah. That guy um, started an organization called Euromaiden. And Euromaiden is this kind of... Uh, it's it's basically the seed group of those protests that had the uh, agent provocateurs in it. So essentially, um, after being ousted, he joined with a bunch of other folks saying, you know what, I'm on your side now. And then when stuff came up, uh, you know, when, when they when the protests started happening, this guy was the guy, Litsenko was the guy who was connected through Manafort and, and Yanukovych that got all these people killed. So, um, I mean, there's not, this isn't just graft. This isn't just Yanukovych running off with $38 billion from a relatively economically small country um, and hiding in Russia under the protection of Vladimir Putin. Um, this guy got people murdered in mass. So, and this is the guy that, that Giuliani wants us to take more seriously than our uh, intelligence services. So, mm. yeah. <clears throat> so that being said, um, uh, all that stuff is, you know, they're all aware of this. Uh, Ivanovich, Taylor, all these guys, they're dealing with the aftermath of this. They're still pruning out the sock puppets, the Russian sock puppets from Ukraine. This has been going. I mean, Ukraine was part of Russia as as early, you know, since like at nineteen ninety three. They they separated. You know, we're talking. That's not a lot of time. It might seem so no. to the millennials among us, but that's that's not a huge. That's not time for a lot of minds to change. There were still people in there just like, you know, and it becomes sort of the tribal situations that, that occurred around the creation of Israel or, or, or the, or where the borders of Syria and, and what Kurdistan could possibly be and those kind of things. Like there are people inside borders in those situations who are for and against it. That just is going to occur, especially when it's this young. Right. So, all this stuff is still a, a, a fresh wound. Um, so, <clears throat> and uh, so the, the important thing is, uh, and I, I appreciate that, Thorsman, for letting me know. Um, the The important thing is that these guys, um, the 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 three amigos, which are uh, Sondland, Volker, and Perry, I guess. That the three stu- the three amigos, and then the three stooges, which is Giuliani, Fruman, and uh, like Igor and Lev, Rudy, Igor, and Lev are the three stooges, right? Between those two groups, they were effectively 
trying to reboot cons- the corruption in Ukraine. That's what was going on. Over the last two years, Giuliani, Lev, and Igor, along with Samlin, Volker, and, uh, and Rick Perry, were on basically the executive and the blue-collar level trying to reboot the, the corruption that had been going on in Ukraine for decades because there's tons of money to be made there. And if it cleans oh, yeah. up, it's way harder to do. But you do Russia some favors. They let you have some contracts. They guarantee your, uh, your rigs some safety in that part of the country. They don't get blown up. It's, you know, it, you, you know, you scratch my back and I won't spray poison in your face. And that, you know, it's, it's a sketchy part of the world. It's really gnarly. Um, and, and we got to take a break. Um, and I already, I realized I wrote that regularly without telling you my other theory, my other theory about how oh, yeah. is, um, 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 is, is arranging the hearings and I don't want to give away I feel like I'm right about this and I feel bad sometimes that I'm giving away strategy because I did this with Nancy Pelosi and everybody was like no and then it turned out to be true because I'm right a lot whether you like it or not um, but we'll be back right after this it's the House Parks Radio Program Mega Worldwide live from the allure of the seas I can't believe we actually have a signal incredible <laughs> Welcome back to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. It's now time for the happy ending. Yay! So in this, uh, <clears throat> like, uh, this week coming up, the the big thing to watch for, I think, is Sondland. The Sondland testimony is going to be the, um, the big turn of events because Sondland's not just... I mean, let, let's be abundantly clear. There are uh, everybody who's spoken right now has firsthand knowledge. What they have firsthand knowledge of is the effects of the modification of U.S. policy. What they what they are experiencing as the charge de faire of Ukraine and uh, as the you know the the former ambassador of Ukraine and as you know uh, the liaisons with Zelensky and all this stuff what they witnessed is the negative effect Sondland went to the front lines and while he was there uh, one soldier died and four were injured on the day he was there these people are witnesses to firsthand and have firsthand knowledge and experience of things that are going down what they are showing is the impact of the change in U.S. policy. The change in U.S. policy, which has not been denied by anyone with firsthand knowledge yet, um, is uh, because they're not, they're either, they've admitted it or they're not talking. In the case of Solomon and Mulvaney, they both admitted it. The other ones have, will not talk. Um, that, this was a uh, a change in um, in policy at the direction of the president as an individual, not as a representative of the United States concerned about corruption. 
because honestly, I mean, we give money and aid to the Afghanistan government, the Iraqi government, the Saudis, the Saudis murdered a, an American national person, a, a reporter for the Washington post chopped him up and disposed of it. <clears throat> and Trump said, we have to go ahead with our sale of arms. Why would we lose this big sale of weapons <coughs> and lose yeah, just over one little reporter over one dude getting cut up over one little attack on the freedom of the press, which is one of the things that makes this country special and extraordinary. Oh, it'll, it'll be fine. Even among Western nations, because like it or not, our free speech standard in the United States is the highest in the world. Um, and if, you know, some people maybe would prefer a UK or a Canadian system. I don't. Right. Um, no, me either. I, I like free speech warts and all, sorry. But, uh, but the fact is that's the, that's, I mean, if you talk about American exceptionalism, you talk about what makes us worthwhile, what we, you know, what part of, you know, uh, our, our type, you know, of, uh, governance. Thank you, Kelly. Appreciate that. Um, what <coughs> makes us a shining light on the hill about anything? <coughs> Beg your pardon. It's uh, it's definitely the um, you know the fact that our free speech rights are higher than all. But you know, but if you want to chop up a guy who writes stuff that you don't like uh, by luring him into a NATO country's embassy. Uh, and uh, spiriting uh, and, and carving them up and taking them away. We'll still sell you missiles and aid you in your yeah, fight in Yemen. And, oh, by the way, we'll pull troops out of Syria um, that are protecting the Kurds who helped us fight ISIS, and, um, and they're not going home, by the way. Those troops that were pulled out of Syria, they're not going home. Some of them are going to Iraq. The rest of them are going to Saudi Arabia. Why are they going to Saudi Arabia? Because uh, Yemeni drones have been bombing oil fields and oil processing facilities there, which hurts Saudi Arabia's bottom line. And so we need our soldiers to patrol the areas around those oil fields and uh, oil facilities because they act as human shields. Because the Yemenis might mm. think twice about killing American soldiers. Um, so our guys are just, because there's no soldiers on the ground there. There's no need for specific troops. We could give them arms to, you know, we could give them devices to t take out the drones, I suppose. Uh, but that's not what our troops are doing there. Our troops are just effectively just walking around the grounds waiting to get killed. So it gives the United States and Saudi Arabia an excuse to launch a dual mission into Yemen and divide it amongst ourselves. We are, we are offering those soldiers up to be killed. That's what the Trump policy is right now. That is the Trump doctrine. <clears throat> so those Syrian forces, you know, the, the American for forces that were working at that uh, military base that the Russians now own, by the way, um, they're, in, they're in Syria or Iraq for the most part. Some might have been rotated out or whatever, but others went in. The, the number of troops in the Middle East has gone up. So, uh, like, 
the the process of watching what this president it, uh, you know thinks is a uh, you know a, what passes for policy always seems to end up with someone else paying the bill that's i mean that's that's trump's entire system i mean like basically these soldiers are the are human equivalents of deutsche bank loans to him i'll get papers from the saudis i'll put something down in this uh you know in this area uh and i'll i'll rent these soldiers to do it i'll use the u.s military to to benefit myself financially in the long run and I don't know how some of us forgot that Rick Perry was an idiot and was completely on, you know, for sale as a human being. But for God's sake, like um, anybody who's around Trump for very long either gets sucked into this gangster orbit of let's just it, like it's a smash and grab. Um, or they become, quote, a never Trumper. It's amazing how many people become never Trumpers once they see the evidence. Once they watch this guy commit a crime, all of a sudden they're never Trumpers. Like they, Why do I, they have to, to watch it? Why can't they just listen to the evidence? Well, I think some of them are, you know, are doing the whole, well, if, some, if there isn't an adult here, things will go really south. You know what I mean? They'll do this. A lot of them, I think, look at it from the point of view like I'm a I'm a career professional, or I've been I've served in this post before. And if somebody saying, thank you, if somebody saying isn't here, um, then we're going to get you know it's going to be even worse. But then after a while, you're like, I can't just sit there and watch this guy destroy stuff. Um, anyways, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for our new patrons. Everybody who did the super chat today, you guys are fantastic. Stick around uh, for the post show. Um, I'll be hanging out with you on the boat and showing you around the cabin. Maybe we'll move the whole setup over so you can see the water. I don't know. Um, might, that might be a big run, but I'll try it. Um, but either way, um, thank you guys. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, uh, CBT. Thank you, uh, Devin, so much. I'm glad we got linked up. I'm amazed that we only had a couple of moments of audio issues. That's incredible, considering I'm literally on the high seas. We'll be back next week. Take care. See you later. Hey, this is Frangela, and we host the final word with Frangela and Idiot of the Week podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, you'll love our show, where every week we talk about real news, real funny. So come on over and listen to The Final Word with Frangela and find it at sexyliberal.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere else you get your podcasts.